Hi, everybody. This is Tony Khan, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. This is it. Now, depending upon the situation, that phrase can mean a lot of different things. It could mean the announcement of the end of a relationship. This is it. Or the start of a new one. This is it. It can be an expression of being totally fed up with something or being totally inspired. However you use it, though, it indicates a kind of border that we draw in our lives between something old and something brand new. Or, as in the case of today's storyteller, a jazz singer and a musician named Stan Strickland, it represents the line drawn literally in the sand between the end of his life and everything that followed. Today's morning story, this is it. I'm swimming in Hawaii. I can see on television. Everything changed, just like that. A wave picked me up and slammed me down. All I felt was this impact on my face. Boom. I heard this snap and felt this crack. And, and then suddenly another wave comes. And I can't breathe. I feel like I'm being just, you know, this is it. And I'm going to be washed up on the beach. And I don't even have a hit CD. No legacy, nothing to really, you know, claim uh, that I've done anything. And then I find that my feet are actually touching the bottom. I'm not dead. And I get out of the water. There's a little white girl who sees me. You know, this, this black man covered with blood. I'm thinking, wow, that must be a scary sight. And I collapsed on the beach. I broke my nose, I, I found out later, fractured my sinus, put a chip on a vertebrae in my neck, and cut my tongue almost off. My friend saw me, and he just flew down the beach to find a phone to call the ambulance. It seemed like it took forever. My mouth is full of blood, and, and I can't breathe through my nose. And um, I'm lying on my back, and I'm going, and concentrating only on breathing in. Wow, I did that. Now let me see if I can breathe out. I did that, see if I can breathe in. I breathe in, oh, I made it. I'm lying there like, yikes. How am I gonna go through life messed up like this, you know? I play the saxophone and the flute and sing. Uh, if I can't walk, if I can't talk, you know, how am I gonna, what am I gonna get from this? It has to be, you know, there's a lesson in everything. What is a lesson? And I felt this, this glob of sorrow. Big sadness came up. A, a storehouse of emotion and pain and longing and love and suffering and all this, all that's inside that wanted to, to be expressed. And then I realized I could still make sound. I could moan. If I could moan, I could create music while I was still alive. 
I care. I care. I care. I work with a lot of um, youth at risk. A particular young man who had an extreme amount of anxiety, who wasn't able to relate to um, other people. We did um, a lot of playing music together. At the end of the, of the year, he wrote me this beautiful note. He said, you, you touched me, and, and, and it was not like I'm the teacher and he's this troubled kid. It's like we joined together. Hmm. He gave me a lot, you know, that he got it. It's not just like, oh, I gave you this medicine and now you're all, you're better. It's like somehow we have a, a relationship sharing something and that's the important thing. I think that's what kind of what taking care, taking care is. You know, I've forgotten about this, this little girl who sees me when I come out the water. For just one moment, her eyes look, this black man and this small little white girl. She doesn't like run or like make a face or do anything. She just looks at me calmly and I look at her calmly in the face like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. And it just seemed like somehow she understood. We have a, a relationship. I haven't had the connections with lots of people that I would like. <laughs> That's the one thing I know. I feel like um, there's a lot more taking care of to be done. All around this planet, third rock from the sun. Everyone is shouting, something must be done. From the cry of the children. As today's morning story from Stan Strickland, this is it. I'm here in the studio with Gary Mott. You know, there's one thing about that that story, Gary, that, that isn't so much in the edit that's there now, but that uh, really moved me when I was talking to Stan about it. And that was that moment where he comes out of the ocean and he sees that little girl. That was a moment that he had completely forgotten about until he started telling that story again. So it's one of those really precious moments where I think something in the story started to announce itself. And it's maybe a story he's going to tell someday. But I, I think that that moment when he looked at that little girl and she looked back at him was a very important thing that happened. And it's one of the things that is an image has really stayed in my mind ever since. I really think that girl was an angel. And clearly, I'm trying to get you to disagree. You know, <laughs> I know you're a little ambivalent about. Not, uh, not ambivalent in the sense that I think it's a question of it's either being true or not being true. It's a moment, as I see it, not where there was an angel on another person, but there were just two human beings looking at each other without any of the things that seemed to make them different. It was one person looking at another and sympathizing and sharing that moment with them. And that is an angelic moment. It's almost as if that girl was there to say, it's not time for you yet. 
-hmm. I was in a terrible car accident when I was a boy. And I recall my mother saying that when she heard, she felt a calm come over her, Mm. that that everything was going to turn out Mm -hmm. okay. This little girl, whatever else she may be, this little girl went on with her life from that moment. Was this an important moment for her? Did she remember that moment? And I've been thinking that we have kind of an answer to that in terms of some of the stories that that we hear from other people, you know, moments of significance in their childhood and how it affected them. So I just think the end of some person's story is the beginning of a story for somebody else. And the moment when we realize this is it, this is an incredible moment. Our lives are full of moments like that. Whether it's laying bloodied on a beach or, you know, something seemingly less... Significant. I'm sighing because I'm asking myself, what is my this is it moment that's in any way comparable to Stan's? And I, uh, I'm not sure that I am ready to look at that. <laughs> this is it. This is it. It's you. It's me. Yeah. We're here. We're mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. about things that matter, and we're you know delivering it to the world. Gary, I'm respect you so much. I'm going to try not to squirm out of what you've just said. <laughs> I'm going to use it as an occasion to say that another thing that we're very aware of as a presence in our lives and in this podcast is Ipswich, our sponsor. We always want to recognize them and even spell their name. I-P-S-W-I-T-C-H dot com is their website. Check them out. They're a leader in file transfer software. And we have a web presence as well. W-G-B-H dot org slash morning stories. Our email address is morning stories at W-G-B-H dot org. And, Tony, we have a... Uh, yes, we have another address. We have a Flickr account at flickr.com slash photos slash WGBH Morning Stories. That's F-L-I-C-K-R in, in the new 21st century spelling. <laughs> Lots of good photos there that listeners have sent in to us. We're finding that pictures is also a great way to be able to tell a story to somebody else. So we've been playing around with that, and we hope you'll check in there. And for you traditionalists that believe only in the old-fashioned podcast as a way of keeping in touch, we'll still be there. And in fact, we'll be there very soon with our next edition of Morning Story. So we'll catch you then. (laughs) 